0: Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. I hope your October is off to a great start. Let me tell you what I did last night. It was a really fun night. You know, uh, one of my good friends here in Las Vegas is Murray the Magician. And, you know, he and I are working together on a TV project, and you have heard me interview him as well as... Uh, His girlfriend, Danny, the showgirl, and his business partner, Douglas Lefty. um, All great people. Just the the warmest, kindest, most down-to-earth people you'll ever meet. And uh, that's something that I uh, particularly admire and respect in this thing called show business where people can let their ego sort of run amok. (laughs) But last night, Murray... Was the celebrity guest who got to tap the keg at the Hofbrow House, Las Vegas? Now that is the the German restaurant here in Las Vegas. Uh, the Hofbrow House is a reproduction of the the the, the true original Hofbrow House beer hall in uh munich in germany uh that opened its doors in 1589 now i've never been to munich but uh they've reproduced the hofbrau house here in las vegas uh, they even reproduced the outdoor section even though the sky is fake but it looks great and that means well, hey the weather's always nice you know it's pretty cool i mean that that actually is one of the um really interesting things about being here in las vegas you kind of get the sense that you can maybe travel around the world in a symbolic way without all the bad parts uh because so many parts of the world are reproduced here for example i've never been to venice uh now my friend patricia Uh, demented patty we we have called her in the past uh her because her name is patricia Dement. it's a little little funny play on words um she has been to venice and she was here earlier this year and um lauren and i went with her and shelly wright to the venetian and she said you know what this is amazing. She goes, you know, this looks just like Venice, except it doesn't stink like Venice does. <laughs> and so um, that is kind of funny to think that there are all these areas around this town, like you know, you can go to the New York, New York, and you know, I've been, I've spent plenty of time in New York, and uh, to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of living in New York, but you can go to the New York, New York uh, hotel here and get sort of like the best. Idealized version of New York's, you know, shops and restaurants and all that, without having to travel there and deal with all the crowds and the 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 traffic and all that. So anyway, we have the Hofbrauhaus here, and you know, it's Oktoberfest season. The very first Oktoberfest was celebrated there in Munich in the year 1810, and it was actually a wedding celebration. There was a royal wedding, and so they got together and had a big festival where they drank beer here at the house and all that stuff, uh, or there. I, I say it was. It wasn't here, but it was there, and um, so that just caught on and it continued to grow and get bigger and bigger and uh, follow Germans as they migrated, and so that's that's where Oktoberfest comes from. It's uh, it's back to an old, good old fashioned wedding. So here at Hofbrauhaus house they have celebrities in the month of October who come and they they tap the keg so you're supposed to be the first person who opens that tap on a giant keg and, and let me tell you something this place is packed out it's a beautiful place it really is very very cool Food's great all the drinks are great and, you know and yes there's so much beer you can't even imagine but you know they have everything else you could want to drink. So, people make reservations for this. I don't even know how far in advance people make reservations. But, um, one of the, the great things about being the friend of the celebrity who's going to tap the keg, Lauren and I were invited by Murray to be VIPs and sit at his table and have all of our food and beverages comped. And so, talk about a great experience. I mean, we got there. There's a big line out the door, and we just went right up there to the front and uh, sat down with Murray's group. And um, they, they were bringing out all kinds of cool appetizers. And, you know, you know me. I, I got, like, a, the most gigantic mug of Oktoberfest beer they had. Uh, I think I... I i got a work out i might be a little sore in my bicep here you know Hold. they, they want you to hold it up all night and do toasts and say you know ziggy Oi Oi and all that kind of stuff so anyway uh but no it was wonderful they came out blowing trumpets and then you know everybody's standing up on their their benches and uh, murray comes out and it's a there's a lot of fanfare he goes up to the front He did a little magic trick You might see a picture of him making a big, heavy, giant beer stein float in midair That's, uh, I saw the picture last night I'm sure that will be in the papers somewhere And uh, and then, uh, yeah, he tapped a keg And then, you know, we, we just had a great, great time So I hope that you're enjoying your October And October's a, a particularly special month for me because well you know i was born in october and halloween is my favorite holiday um, for a number of reasons which you can probably understand and there's all this festivity that always happens in october uh growing up in the mountains of western north carolina you get uh, uh, this incredible experience in the fall when the leaves are splashed with colors and then then they fall and it's kind of uh, an odd thing to go crunching around through all these leaves I mean, it, it, there's something about this month that is truly kind of magical, I believe And so, I decided that um, I wanted to talk about something today That's kind of light-hearted and fun uh, There's a lot of serious stuff happening in the world And so, uh, I want to think about more of the fun side of what's happening here in, in the month of october and throughout my entire life uh, i have been every single halloween in Asheville, north carolina except for once i i spent one october 31st in bocaron puerto rico and i had no idea what to expect and let me tell you, those folks, they partied harder than anybody. I mean, I was amazed. I i saw some of the craziest costumes I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, not just costumes, but like really elaborate things. You know, guys riding around on horses and stuff, you know, that they turned into ghostly stagecoaches and headless horsemen kind of stuff. I mean, all this is happening in, in the tropics. It's very weird to be there when it's, You know, uh, 85, 90 degrees, and it's humid, but still, everybody's out there (laughs) in these big costumes having a ball. This year, I'm going to be in Las Vegas for Halloween. And uh, that's uh, an interesting concept to me because, you know, everything has to be bigger and better and over the top. Here in the entertainment capital of the world I am doing a live TV program on Halloween Uh, I I could probably tell you what it is But I haven't explicitly been given permission So I'm not going to do it But I'm going to be doing a a live TV show So that's going to take me out of the loop For a little bit on October 31st But this town never sleeps So I'm sure I'll be able to go out uh, afterward And give you a report the next day or two About what it's like to spend halloween here in the midst of las vegas but growing up in western north carolina was a very interesting experience because um, halloween as we celebrate it here in the united states it really began in ireland and there were many many scots irish and, and and it's not scotch like the drink it's scots scots irish that came over from uh Europe and flooded flooded North Carolina and loved it because the the setting in North Carolina is very similar uh, well in western North Carolina especially you know up in the mountains there very very similar to the landscape and the uh the climate in Scotland and Ireland and so I have been told on a number of occasions by experts that there are more people of scottish descent and certainly scots irish but there are more people of scottish descent in north carolina than there are in scotland uh, so that just goes to show um the outflow of people who just started pouring over um for hundreds of years you know they they've just they've Poured over there into to North Carolina and set up camp, and so North Carolina has this great, probably very authentic tradition. If you're looking at the typical, you know, Halloween experience with jack-o'-lanterns and all that business. Um, in fact, I, I have been told that a lot of the kind of mountain twang and the accents around western North Carolina. are are directly related to the the way that the Gaelic Celtic language was actually spoken. So anyway, I was thinking about all of this and I thought, you know, this might be an interesting time for us to just have a laid back little podcast here where I look at how various different cultures around the world are celebrating Halloween. Halloween. And this is something that I, uh, I do, you know, from time to time. Uh, so I've been reading various books that I have and looking at websites like pumpkinpatchesandmore.org or, uh, let's see, businessinsider.com. So here are just some uh, interesting little tidbits. Uh, again, it started in Ireland. And they say that uh, it, in Ireland, it's very much like it is in the United States. Uh, As a matter of fact, a little side note for you. When I was in Romania, I often was looking for uh, an opportunity as we were traveling around to just walk into a bar and just sit down and have a drink and then, you know, head out. Like, I didn't want to sit down at a table and eat anything, and not necessarily even an alcoholic drink, but I mean, you know, just one of those things like you, you want to pop in for five minutes, have a drink, pay your bill, walk out, have a nice day and i kept going into restaurants over and over and over and i and they didn't have a bar you'd walk in and as soon as you walked in you know they'd want to sit you down at a table and you know bring out a napkin and silverware and do this big presentation for you just so you could have a drink and this went on and on till finally you know i started asking locals like what's the deal here you know i i i i can't find a just a bar where i can walk in and have a drink and then walk and they were like oh you mean an irish bar i was like huh so apparently in certain parts of well eastern europe what you and i might call a bar here in the u.s they would call an irish bar in again around romania and places like that uh, so you might might not realize that Even if you go to England and you go to bars uh, Often you can't sit at the bar A bar in England is often a place where you walk up And you order a drink And then you go and you take it somewhere else But I think the idea of having a bar with chairs at it Where you can just have um, a more minimal kind of ex- experience That's an Irish thing So we have a lot in common in uh, the US with the Irish so let's see here. In Ireland, uh, okay, children get dressed up in costumes. They trick-or-treat. says they do parties. Many games are played, including Snap Apple, uh, which that's when they tie an apple on a string, and then it's, you know, you try to take a bite from it. So it's basically, you know, bobbing for apples. Um. says here that uh, a traditional food eaten on Halloween is barnbrack a kind of fruit cake that can be bought in stores or baked at home a muslin wrapped treat is baked inside the cake that it is said can foretell the eater's future so if you're eating this thing and you find a ring it means that you're you're going to soon be wed Uh, if you get a piece of straw it means you're going to have a prosperous year Um, Children are also known to play tricks On their neighbors Such as a knock-a-dollie A dolly a knock a dolly is a prank Where you knock on the door But run away before the door is opened Okay, so all that sounds very familiar To us, doesn't it? Uh, Okay, so now let's go into Austria In Austria Some people will leave bread, water And a lighted lamp on the table Before retiring on Halloween night Uh, It is believed that this would welcome the dead souls back to Earth on a night the Austrians considered to be magical. It kind of reminds me of leaving milk and cookies for Santa Claus. So you leave some bread, some water, and a lamp on a table. Uh, In Belgium, they have a big hang-up with black cats. Uh, They kind of view all this apparently as a spooky situation. They say they think, oh, if you see a black cat around then... Uh, If it crosses your path, it's unlucky. Uh, If it enters your home, oh, you're really screwed. If it ends up on a ship, oh, the ship's going to sink. And uh, on Halloween, they light candles there in memory of dead relatives. Uh, Canada seems to be pretty similar to the U.S. Uh, Jack-o'-lanterns, trick-or-treating, decorating homes, all that stuff. Uh, let's see here. China. Now, and by the way, uh, I, I, when I'm going through this list, some of these countries don't necessarily celebrate their Halloween right there on October 31st. It, it's just kind of in the neighborhood for some of these. Uh, but anyway, in China, they have a Halloween festival known as Chia Food and water are placed in front of photographs of family members who have departed. While bonfires and lanterns are lit in order to light the paths of the spirit, um, some people who are Buddhists create little paper boats they call boats of law. Some of them are actually really big and they, uh, they burn those and send them off to send spirits to heaven. Uh, in Czechoslovakia, uh, this is kind of interesting, they put chairs By the fireside on Halloween night There is one chair For each living family member And then there's one For each deceased Family member's spirit That's kind of cool isn't it You know that You're literally envisioning You're sitting there in a chair Next to the spirit of your loved one I like that idea Uh, It says in England While the Irish and Scots Prefer turnips English children make their jack-o'-lantern type things, uh, which they call punkies, out of large beets. And they call those beetroots. And they carve, you know, various designs. Um, let's see, France. The, uh, this surprised me. It says, unlike most nations of the world, Halloween is not celebrated by the French in order to honor the dead and departed ancestors it is regarded as a quote american holiday and was virtually unknown in the country until around 1996 can you believe that um but it says a combination of the french love of parties costume events and what led to them now celebrating and so basically what they do is they just sort of dress up and and run around, so uh, nothing too special there. But I couldn't believe that the French were not supposedly familiar with Halloween until 1996. Um, okay, in Germany, this this is very creepy. The Germans would feel compelled to do this. Listen to this: in Germany, people put away their knives on Halloween night the reason for this is they don't want to risk harm to or from the returning spirits leave it to the germans to get really really dark with i mean that's some creepy shit isn't it that you you got to put your knives away so that you won't grab one and do something bad or a, a a spirit doesn't appear and do something bad Germans, very special people, the Germans. Okay, let's see here. Hong Kong. Uh, in Hong Kong, they call it Yulan, Festival of the Hungry Ghosts. This is the closest thing we have in Hong Kong. Uh, a time when it's believed the spirits roam the world for 24 hours. Some people burn pictures of fruit or money at this time, believing these images would then uh, sort of dematerialize and reach the spirit world to bring comfort to everybody uh so let's see in japan uh says they don't celebrate a western style halloween um they know little about exactly what we're up to when we do this but they celebrate the obon festival and it's a similar thing Uh, because it's dedicated to the spirits of ancestors so they have special foods they prepare they hang red lanterns they light candles and and all that kind of thing okay in korea let's see what do they do there Uh, they use fruits and they put fruits and rice around the tombs and graves of their ancestors of course in mexico and latin america we have uh, El Dia de los Moretos, the Days of the Dead. That's a three-day celebration that begins on October 31st and culminates on November 2nd. And, uh, you know, they're just honoring the dead, and they're going out drinking tequila, having a good old time. Uh, in Sweden, Halloween is known as Alla Helgons Helgonsdag, and is celebrated from October 31st until November 6th. They have a Actually, they have a shortened working day, and uh, they kind of take that off as a vacation. That'd be nice, huh? A little little extra vacation for the day. That's just what we need, more time off. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's funny because here in the U.S., you know, when we go trick-or-treating, uh, we're asking for candy. But I noted that in some of these countries, the thing is to ask for money. And... Um, <laughs> It's almost like every day's Halloween, but uh, that would that would really get you out uh, and about wouldn't it? Like oh, on this one day you get to go and knock on everybody's door in the neighborhood and ask for money. Uh, candy is close enough. As a matter of fact, you may or may not realize that last Halloween on October 31st, I decided that I was going to go trick-or-treating one last time and uh, a ridiculous idea because i am in my 40s i'm six foot two i'm about 215 pounds and i mean when i put on a costume it looks like the beginning of a horror movie it doesn't look like a fun night out trick-or-treating and lauren said there's no way i'm going to go do this with you you're probably going to get arrested and so I was like, that's totally cool, I understand it If you don't want to do it But Investigator Shelly Wright is fearless And so Investigator Shelly Wright and I uh, With Lauren as our chauffeur We went trick-or-treating And I did a podcast about that You can scroll back through my podcast history And you can listen to what happened that night If if you'd like But uh, the hard part for me was trying to scrunch down and make myself look as diminutive as possible. Oh, boy. You you start feeling your age when you bend over and you're, you're, you you hunch down and you try to walk down the street like you're something smaller than you are. Yeah, it, 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 it <laughs> not, it's not worth the candy, I can tell you that. It, it, it was actually a very uncomfortable experience altogether, just having to breathe in the mask. It's kind of weird that, you know, I guess we get a kick out of that when we're kids just because it's so unusual. But uh, the experience of trick-or-treating really sucks. Uh, It's actually a lot more interesting if you're not trick-or-treating and you're just walking around watching people who are trick-or-treating. But anyway, uh, you know, it's it's a good time of year, again, to just sort of like try to relax, enjoy yourself, whatever your thing is. If it's leaf-looking, if it's going to Oktoberfest and drinking beer, if it's getting into the spooky Halloween thing uh, If you've got to attend birthday parties Whatever it is Really try to enjoy yourself Because you know As soon as this month is over Everything is going to switch gears Into Christmas time And yes we have Thanksgiving first But still you know uh, that it's There are already Christmas decorations out there And um, Everybody loves Christmas But at the same time You know christmas has a lot of extra stress because people are expected to buy gifts for everybody and whether you're buying a gift or you're receiving a gift it's a stressful thing and uh i always uh, have, have told my friends and family you know i would prefer that you not buy me anything uh i prefer you know we, we just get together and Uh, basically do, do thanksgiving again you know i like thanksgiving because we get together and we just share resources and we eat and everybody's happy and um so anyway look enjoy this october enjoy the fall this is going to be such a strange one for me seven days from today i will be in los angeles with My big event, I mean I am presenting In person, in Hollywood My final Wishing machine extravaganza That's on Saturday, October the 13th From 2 to 4pm And uh, Boy I hope you can make it If there's any way you can make it And uh, we still have tickets left You should definitely be there for this And uh, hey if you don't have a good time if, If I don't blow your mind You just let me know I'll give you your money back Trust me so uh, hopefully you'll be able to hang out with me in seven days. Next Saturday, again, October 13th, 2018, from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Ruby Theater in Hollywood. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find all the details there at the top of the home page. Just click the link and it's in yellow letters there. And you'll also find the link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that is it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.